you've done a lot. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like a let me check the IMDb and you just kind of like scroll. And whenever you can scroll on IMDb, it's like, okay, you you're doing some things. During COVID, I think a lot of people still just haven't bounced back um post-COVID. And there's a lot of again just like dark spaces that people kind of went into, not some not realizing they were in that dark space. Yeah, or you don't yes. have to stay there. You don't have to stay there. Yeah. there there's there, there's ways to dig yourself out, whether it be through something as simple as a daily walk or, you know, digging into breathing work, breath work. And Your daughter has a, a entertainment bloodline. Um, mm. is, there, is there any desire for her to go into the industry? And are you like, I, encouraging that, kind of keeping away from it? I'm encouraging her to do what she wants to do it's it's a different kind of spotlight now it's it's brutal because you're adding in social media you're adding in all yeah. the other elements it's even different from when we were on run's house and you know diggy and rusty they were pretty young but it was a completely different world yeah so, yeah. yeah adults still had common sense back then like it's you know? a little bit <laughs> a little bit you know now it's like adults have no problem diving on like a five-year-old and it's like bro she's five like why are we going so hard like they did a good job stop it <laughs> you did okay <laughs> like i like when she says mother like <laughs> she's five <laughs> seriously i don't like it i don't condone it hey guys i'm vanessa simmons and you are tuned in to suave sessions <laughs>for most of us um we we got introduced to you on reality tv um run's house was like one of the what i consider original reality television shows less produced more just family oriented um for us to watch you grow up and grow up alongside of you what's it like to to still have that connection with your audience from reality tv the whole way through your your adult life at this point I'm super thankful for it, you know, just being able to have shared our, you know, beginnings as for me as an entrepreneur, sharing with everyone I wanted to be an actress and have people actually see that happen. It's it's really yeah. special to to have that audience still beside me, still rooting for me. It's really encouraging and motivating. And so every I like to say everything I do, I like to be able to be impactful and to be inspiring in some way. And it's amazing to have a, a built-in audience to that. So I'm super thankful that people have rocked with me for as long as they have. Yeah. Was it ever was it ever scary because you were most of us we we approach the challenges in life kind of like on a silent level yours was very much like in the public eye so it's like if anything success failures issues troubles all that is just like in public space was that ever was it ever too much for you to deal with 
A hundred percent, you know, because I think when we started Runtels, I was maybe 21 fresh out of college. And so mm -hmm. it was exciting and it was cool and everything's working out. But then as I'm growing, you know, you don't want everyone to see everything. And so people may have noticed I did take a backseat to being in the public eye and kind of retracted a little bit because I wanted to grow and, and have moments for myself where I could fall a little bit and, and you know, not have everybody watch that <laughs> yeah it's uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I i one i couldn't imagine like it's just i i couldn't imagine so it's it's definitely a lot of respect there for you guys being able to go through that and come out not necessarily unscathed but complete i guess is the, complete. Is the right word yeah. yeah all right so now that you you all are grown and that still blows my mind um, everyone is grown, like married, everyone has kids, like the family has, has grown another generation. Um, yeah. is it interesting getting back together for holidays and like everyone now the kids have kids running around? It's so interesting. And we're actually planning our holidays as we speak and us, the, you know, the kids, we're all getting together and we're bringing our kids together. We're all getting yeah. a house somewhere so the kids can spend the holiday together. And it's just crazy to hear them on the phone, making their plans, you know, hearing Jojo in the background of, you know, my daughter and his daughter be on the phone all the time. And I'll hear him in the back parenting, <laughs> telling, you know, Joey to get down off something. I'm like, listen to us. We are full on parents, but I look at myself as still I feel young, but I'm totally 40 years old, but I still feel like 20 at heart, but I got a nine year old yeah. and it's, it's totally the second generation. My, my dad is completely a grandfather and it's, it's crazy looking at it. Cause I still look at Run's house. I show Ava Run's house all the time. And she's like, that's uncle Diggy. That's uncle Rusty. I'm like, yeah, it feels <laughs> like yesterday, but we are yeah. full on adults now. But, um, it, it, it's incredible. It's great having those memories to have my daughter to look at. It's like pulling up an old family album for her to see. So I'm happy we yeah. have those moments and it is a complete full circle moment now that we're parents and my parents, my dad be looking at us like, see, that's what y'all did, <laughs> that's, that's did to me. But you know what? It's funny because I can see your dad being like the cool grandpa and I can see Justine being like that real cool grandma. I'm like just real they're the Chill. coolest they text them they get everything they want amazon sent to them right away <laughs> you know my dad is papa they call him papa and uh, papa gives them anything they want do you get to the point where it's like who is this man and what did you do with my dad um no because my dad was super cool with us too so you know it's good it's cool to see him be a grandfather and, and he he loves the position he loves being you know, Papa, but he was definitely, yeah. you know, we definitely had discipline and all of that. But like my dad was the coolest dad, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going into your, into your acting career, um, you've done a lot. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like a let me check the IMDb and you just kind of like scroll and whenever you can scroll on IMDb, it's like, OK, you you're doing some things. Yeah. So. so when you're when you're in the space now and it's like again this was a dream that you had when you were on tv and it was like i yeah. really want to go do this when you see that now you see the success and you see like what you're what you're growing into how does that feel 
um, for you knowing that you made that leap and left New York, went to LA just on hopes and dreams? I still remember my first job, uh, The Guiding Light in New York. And, you know, viewers got a chance to see me audition and get that role. And it's sometimes like an outer body experience when I look at all of the different jobs that I've had. I'm like, okay, I actually am doing this. But my goal is always to just get better, to be better and to continue to grow and always be a student of the craft. Um, I just always want to outdo myself as much as I can. So it's it's a blessing yeah. and I'm so excited that I've been able to make it happen on a professional level because when I first moved to LA, it didn't seem like it was ever going to happen. It's a very competitive field and there's a bunch of other girls just like yeah. me out here that have the same dreams and you really got to persevere. You really got to keep pushing after you've been knocked down time and time again, you got to keep going. So um, my goal is just to always get better. Um, and, and, and keep growing as an artist. But I, I feel very blessed that I have the opportunities that I have gotten. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it wasn't a, I can't do this, I'm going home kind of yeah. a thing because it's like, that's kind of that, those early years that everyone kind of hits in LA and it is, it's challenging. Dark. Yeah, there's a dark, <laughs> dark is the right word. <laughs> There's there's a lot of no's. There's a lot of adjusting. Um, being from the Northeast, transitioning to LA is really hard um, for most of us. It is. It's just it's challenging. It's a challenging city by itself, but it's it's very hard to kind of just be there and to be in the field that you're in. There's a lot of resilience and a lot of determination you guys have to have to to make it and be successful. Yeah, it it, it took a lot of work. It took a lot of different classes I had to take a lot of different coaches, a lot of, I'm going to forget this. I'm going to give up. I, you know, I'll just go into hosting or something else. Um, <laughs> but every time I would go to give up, there would be something that would just, you know, remind me like what I'm doing it for and to just yeah. keep on going. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. All right. So since, since strike, when that's happening, you can't do anything. Um, you can't do anything as far as promoting your work. You can't do anything as far as like, there's no bookings happening. Like everybody's kind of like sitting still in your, in that downtime, what were you able to do? Um, Cause I know you have other ventures that you're in, you have yeah. your philanthropy work, things like that. So what, what did you focus on at that point? Um, I pushed myself more into my entrepreneurial side and I'm building a wellness community called Euphoria, spelled U4IA. And it's an education hub where I'm just kind of inspiring, encouraging, motivating people to be their best possible self through information, tips and tricks, um, you know, emphasis on mental health, self-care. There's so much going on in the world and I do have yeah. quite a large platform. So I wanna be able to serve them in some sort of way. So that's kind of where Euphor the idea for Euphoria came about. I just wanna make the world of wellness accessible to everybody and for everyone to feel a part of the conversation. So I just kind of dove into that work and building out the platform. We're going on tour. We're starting in Dallas, Texas in January. January okay. 6th, I'm having a event where I'm just bringing the world of wellness and my website, just kind of bringing it to life for people to come and experience different ways to 
you know, begin a wellness journey or continue on a wellness journey, introduce them to new forms of healing and, you know, ideals that they may not be aware of and just aid to my community in an impactful way. And for me, I feel like wellness is really important. Like let's, there's a lot going on in the world. Let's keep our minds together and, you know, work together to be the best possible versions of ourselves that we can be. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's amazing because I think during, during COVID, I think a lot of people still just haven't bounced back um, post COVID. And there's a lot of, again, just like dark spaces that people kind of went into, not, some not realizing they were in that dark space. Um, So I think sometimes you just need that, that extra little nudge to kind of like, you know, turn a light on and see that like, this isn't where you, where you want to be. Yeah, or you don't yes. have to stay there. You don't have to stay there. Yeah. There, there's there, there's ways to dig yourself out, whether it be through something as simple as a daily walk or, you know, digging into breathing work, breath work and rebalancing your nervous system. Um, yeah. So there's just lots of different tips and tricks that we give so that we can all thrive together as a community, lift us back yeah. up and put us back in a place of enlightenment. Was there, were you, did you have any obstacles in trying to start that? Because I know personally, I tend to, I tend to like overthink a lot of things and try to like do a whole lot more than what may actually just be needed to just start. Did you kind of run yeah. into anything like that? Like you wanted to add a lot more than what you have now? hundred percent. I think big, you know, I come from the Simmons family. We are, we build businesses. So sometimes you do have to scale back and just do the simplest thing to push forward and put in little baby steps every single day. And yeah. that's what I had to, that's the approach I had to take with this company. Cause I immediately want to be goop. I want to be push right away, but right. you know, <laughs> it's going to take actually building a community and getting the conversation to be interesting to people to even look at. So we just started, started with just starting an Instagram. I think I started with maybe 10 people following me. Now we're, 1500 still not a lot but i'm going to make the conversation interesting enough yeah. make the world interesting enough to get us all thinking in that way um so it just takes baby steps and it it, it takes consistency and um just like having conversation like me and you are having right now just getting people interested in being better you know yeah. wanting more yeah and it's that's it's tricky um because for for us to engage people in a mental health field we have to also be transparent as well and allow that vulnerability to kind of like be ourselves and then give that to someone else which is i know for me it's challenging because it's like how much do i actually let you in on but for you again being a public figure it's like how much how much of my my private personal life am I going to allow you to have access to? Because there are some that just wait for those moments to kind of dive in and like try to make it worse. Yeah. Um, so do you find yourself being careful um, within that same space or do you, do you attempt to be more transparent just to kind of I, be that beacon? 
I've always been kind of a more private person. People don't know that much about me. And so this is going to take for me to be a little bit more transparent, to have people mm -hmm. want to be transparent and want to have those conversations. So um, I'm starting to just be a little bit more vulnerable with my community, vulnerable with the people that follow me and the people that support me so that they can also feel comfortable to be vulnerable themselves and to get involved in these conversations because you know, the, those conversations can be a little bit sticky. So I'm going to bring in yeah. the best of the best with the experts and in, in the different fields that I can to get people interested, to get people feeling vulnerable enough to open up and, you know, heading down a road of recovery or just in general, just continuing on a mental, not even just a mental health, but just a wellness journey in general, you know, yeah. keeping up. Yeah. Yeah. It's dope. All right. So deadly entanglement. Um oh. how did this happen? Tell me about the movie. Oh man, that was such an amazing experience for me getting to work alongside Monica Calhoun. I've watched her growing up on all the movies. So having a chance to act alongside her was amazing. Um it, it, that that movie, I think I did that last November. So that, that was an incredible experience all around the cast, the crew, um, and very different for me. You know, I had to get a little bit physical in some of my scenes and it, it, it definitely was a, a learning experience for me and one that definitely um, helped me to grow as an actress for sure. All right. So you're, you're kind of getting into your own stunts and everything now too? Yeah, it, it, it was definitely giving, I definitely had a stunt double, but it was giving some work. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I was I was really impressed, actually, with myself after I watched it, being able to to watch the fight scene. I was like, oh, OK, because I was so nervous. I was like, I don't fight. You know, how am I going to pull, how am I going to pull, how am I going to pull this off? But, you know, Monica really helped me to feel comfortable and, you know, we really worked through that scene together and uh, it, it came out amazing and it's uh, some work that I'm really proud of. Yeah. Is there, is there any role or any type of film that you want to do this? You have a passion of like, I really want to do this. Um. I don't have a particular genre because I just love to do different roles, roles that evoke feelings, roles that make you happy, roles, you know, roles that will make people laugh. Um, I would say I have dream co-stars, you know, the greats, um, Angela yeah. Bassett. Um, I'm a big fan of Lupita Nyong'o, um, uh, Carrie Washington. Um, I, I, I want to work alongside one of our, our great, great actresses of the current yeah. day. Nice. And yeah. you, I mean, you had the the upside of, of, I hate saying the upside of COVID, but the upside of COVID and even during the strike is that a lot of streaming networks kind of went crazy. Um, you had a top film on a streaming network with The Caregiver. Um, yeah. How did, I, I, I mean, it? I love it for you because it's like, it's dope that you were able to, able to do that. It sucks that you're not able to like, you weren't able to really do the promotion that you can do or want to do with it during that time. Um, yeah. But what did it feel like knowing that even without the promotion, people are like finding it and watching it? I was stunned. 
You know, I didn't know. <laughs> you never know how, how it's going to do. You can't promote it. You can't talk about it. So you don't know if anyone's going to tune in. So um, I'm really happy and, and honestly feel super blessed that people tuned in and, and they enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, it, it, it feels good. It feels rewarding after all of these years and, you know, work that I've put in that I get to kind of see some sort of like result from it all. So yeah. I'm excited. Now, um, your daughter has a, a entertainment bloodline. Um, mm. is there, is there any desire for her to go into the industry and are you like I encouraging that kind of keeping her away from it? encouraging her to do what she wants to do i don't want to necessarily push her into something just because that's what her family does but yeah. if she does want to pursue that it's there she has the family to support her and back her 100 percent. we actually wrote a children's book um during the cool. the pandemic so we may go into promoting that because she's getting more comfortable with you know being a little bit in a spotlight but i don't want her too much in the spotlight just like quite yet she's only nine and yeah. i want her to focus on being a kid and to develop what she is going to you know thrive at and feel comfortable it, it, it could be a lot of pressure putting a, a a young kid in in the spotlight too early yeah. and i'm not against yeah. it or for it but for, i get nervous so i just want her yeah. to do what she's going to be happy doing and what's going to make her the most like confident you know well-adjusted human but I think that's important because the spotlight is a lot different now than what it was when, you know, even we were in like 20. So yeah. it's it's a different kind of spotlight now. It's, it's brutal. Because you're adding in social media, you're adding in all yeah. the other elements. It's even different from when we were on Run's house and, you know, Diggy and Rusty, they were pretty young, but it was a completely different world. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Adults still had common sense back then. Like, it's you know? a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> You know? Now it's like adults have no problem diving on like a five-year-old, and it's like, bro, she's, she's five. Yeah, like, why are we going so hard? Like, they did a good job. Stop it. <laughs> she did okay. <laughs> like, I like the way she says mother. Like, <laughs> she's five. <laughs> Seriously, I don't like it. I don't condone it. So, Oh, yeah. my God. I'm happy just letting her be a nine-year-old. She's in fourth grade. She thrives in school. So whatever nice. she feels comfortable doing, I let her run the show as far as all of that goes. Yeah. Nice. Now, um, again, I know that you have, you've always been really big in philanthropy. Um, are there any other ventures outside of Euphoria that you are interested in? Are there things that you are looking towards, the things that you're already currently involved in? Um, I'm looking to have Euphoria have tons of different philanthropy um, ventures and, and, and spaces that we give back, particularly okay. like mental health awareness amongst youth and, you know, how we can help that in some sort of way. So um, there'll be a lot of philanthropic efforts coming from me through Euphoria and outside of Euphoria. You know, I come from a family that is just known for philanthropy and giving back and helping the community in some way. And so I definitely want to stay in that um, rhythm in, in doing that. Nice. Hey, what's up, everybody? You know, as always, I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of Suave Sessions. Um, I had a great time talking to Vanessa. Make sure you follow her on social media. So in the meantime, man, make sure y'all follow us on social media. 
Make sure you get up with us. Everything is at Suave Magazine. Check out the website, suave.com. Make sure you subscribe to our website, subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel. All right. So until next time, as always, y'all be safe, be blessed, and stay suave. Peace.